And hey everybody, it's uh, Wednesday, March 11, 2015, we're coming at you from our uh, our studio here in NoHo, our little home studio here. My name is Marvin Yue, you're here at, in the Collabcast, I'm here as, with, as always with our lovely co-host, Minji Chang. What's up everyone? And with us today, special guest, comedian, actor, and fellow podcaster, Danny Cho, how are you doing? What's up, everybody? Glad to be here at the Collabcast. That's, what's, that's what it's that's called? That's our official name official now. Collabcast. Yeah. Got it. We and went we through. Photo it, took us a, it took us a month to come up with that name. Very original. <laughs> yeah. It was like a <laughs> long. <laughs> like, like, did you have other people vote on what? We did. We tried, we tried to go through committee, uh-huh. and then nothing good was coming up, to be <laughs> honest. So, like, like, so we went give back. Me, give me one, one uh, example of a shitty idea. A crappy idea. Oh. I don't want to call. Well, let's talk about my <laughs> shitty idea. Um, <laughs> Look at this guy's so good, good, good cover. Originally, yeah. it was the collaboration podcast, which was just too on the nose. Yeah, collabo cast, which sounds kind of like Stevo. So, mm. <laughs> so we ended up with just collab cast. Take out the O, make it sound more classy, and. And you know, short and short because nobody they don't have the they don't have the <laughs> attention span for another syllable. So it's collab cast. Collab cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collab cast. It was more you know consistent with the branding, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Good job, Mark. Yeah, my uh, my two years of MBA. Yeah, naming stuff is kind of my thing. We let him <laughs> caption everything and name everything. It's kind of like his other unofficial job. <laughs> Daniel Cho. So you're. You have a movie coming up soon. Yeah. The K-Town Cowboys, the Ooh, movie. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm a backer. I forgot how much I put into it, though. Oh, well, thanks for think, backing. Yeah, I backed it. That yeah. was a while ago. Yeah. A long time yeah. ago. Yeah. A long, long time ago. People yeah. were like, yo, are you just, you know, taking our money and uh, making this movie? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's been a long process. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've uh, uh, the movie K-Town Cowboys will be premiering, uh, having its, well, it's going to have its world premiere at uh, South by Southwest Ooh, Film nice. Festival uh, on the 15th of March. That is next Sunday. Next Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have um, three more screenings on top of that. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to have four total screenings in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, like, you know, to me, it was it was interesting because, you know, when, when I did the web series like five years ago, um, me and the director, uh, DPD, Daniel Park, mm-hmm. We really didn't know what the heck we were doing. Like we were like, you know what? Let's just do something about like how we hang out, you know. Yeah. And so we never wrote anything of that nature. We never directed anything of that nature. <laughs> so um, yeah, we just started writing for no reason, and um, we didn't even know how much it was going to cost us. Mm. So we shot the web series for like five grand, really. You know, and uh, um, which is you know very very. How many how many episodes is that? I believe there was five in the bonus right or something. Like that. Uh, or there was six. more, mm. eight, but I don't know how we, um, you know, because like originally I wanted to be like, well, you know how in online and like online people have short attention spans. So like, do yeah. we make it like a five minute episode? Or do we make it a <laughs> 10 minute episode? You yeah, know, so yeah. originally I wrote it as 10 minute episodes, but some of them we cut in half and stuff like that. So um, okay. ultimately, uh, you know, after that, 
I thought people were going to hate it, you know, because Asians hate their own kind the most. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. And so, um, but, um, you know, um, there were people that hated it, but there was also people that supported it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, personally, I didn't want to do any more, like, Korean-American stuff for a while just because I didn't want to get pigeonholed to be. Right. All I'm doing is Asian-American stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. But, uh, you know, um, we were like, you know what? We... After a few years, we we're like we should we we got better mm-hmm. as writers as, as as filmmakers and creators. So let's try to do K Town Cowboys properly, and so that's how we did it. And uh, you know the budget was significantly higher than five grand. You know, nice. and um, so thank you for backing guys. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean you know one thing led to another. You know, like Ken Jung is involved as an executive producer. Nice. Um, nice. Daniel Day Kim's in it. Uh, Steve Byrne is in it, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people have, you know, it's kind of like in Korean culture where they help out the younger, um, the younger, like, you know, Hyung Dongseng type of right, thing. So yeah. they were just kind of looking at me, uh, us as like, oh, these are the younger cats trying to do something and they want to help out. So I'm thanking everybody for uh, being a part of this film. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I remember um, when it first came out, it was one of the first web series that I actually watched the entire way through. And I remember just because... Out of all the other stuff, like it was out during a time where like a lot of the really popular web stuff was like to me kid stuff, like the stuff that you know the other YouTube people are doing, just like stuff that I can understand that people find it funny and whatever, but I just didn't get into it. But like just you know your production value, the graphics that you guys use, like it was kind of like a for reals thing to me, I guess. Yeah, and, legit. Yeah. Style wise, I think uh, DPD was like we were watching this movie Zombieland. Uh-huh. Nice, right. I love that movie. And you know how they have like um, graphics to show yeah. like how to kill zombies or whatever, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuck in our heads in terms of style. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what if we? You know, there's a lot of people uh, that come to K Town mm-hmm. and they really don't know what's up. So why don't we? You know, yeah. give a little tutorial while we're doing this thing. You know, so. Yeah, that was. It. I was. I'm one of them. I I need the tutorials because again, like we've talked about this in other podcasts, how uh, I'm not the typical Korean who like knows how to navigate K Town or the. And we just talked about I don't drink very much yeah. or well. Well, you can't. No, you can't. You're unable to. I'm. Un- yes, I'm physically unable to <laughs> handle my liquor. So. So what's your vice? My vice. Yeah. Overworking. Well, she, she, she's, she's rice, <laughs> even though she's allergic to it. I'm never gonna stop eating rice. That's like telling me to not stop drinking water. That's messed up. So you went to the, so I don't know if you guys talked about this, but before we turn on these microphones, you found out that you can't eat rice. You're allergic to rice. I have a slight allergy to rice, according yeah. to a blood test, which I want. I want a retest <laughs> to verify this, but it's nothing serious. Because if it was like whatever on the scale. It would be like off the. It's, it's fine. It's, it's like, like black people being allergic to like poultry. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to compare that to. Yeah. Was it? It's like Mexicans and beans. We can keep on yeah. going. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. But whatever. I'm still eating it. Every. I'm still fine. I in no hospital. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a rebel. <laughs> I don't know what. What is my vice? I. I mean, I let out all my rage in acting. That's my plan now. Just in acting, really. Shh. Yeah, like what else? What else? What else? <laughs> I, let's. You know what? 
to me, a, a successful and fun podcast is always when the listeners get to really get to know the hosts. You know what I'm saying? I don't want this. But we're here to talk about our guests. Yeah, I'm not that You're famous. Guessing. Nobody's going to listen to this crap. You know what I mean? Yes, they I are. They're gonna, oh my God, we have like 100 show. listeners out there. Oh, what's up, 100 people? <laughs> Dude, that's more than I thought would listen, to be honest. Like, Marvin was like so, per- I told you, like, he was so persistent. We got to start this podcast. And I was, again, I don't listen to podcasts. So I was like, really? Are people going to listen? Your family mm-hmm. listens. That's why I learned. Shut it. Uh, well, no. Actually, oh, I'm so honored. You want to hide your family? Hi, Alma. I go. That was yesterday. She uh, she is back home, so that conversation <laughs> is over. Acting man, how go when you like? It was funny. Actually, I was talking about it. Uh, we were at an event last night. We own the Eighth, which is a, a thing in downtown LA that we went to, and um, it's funny. I just came out of the closet really fully. With my parents about acting oh, because oh. it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, no. Oh, I thought I because I know your ex boyfriends. So, 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 so. It's just like I was like, oh, that's why the y'all broke up. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Oh my god, yeah. That, anyway, anyway, it's gonna be on Twitter soon after this is released. Thanks, yeah, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> no, we like it took a long time for me to even like confront that. Mm. Like I would joke about it. When I joked about it, I got I got ripped a new one. Like my mom, and it's funny because my mom's a super supportive one. She's the one who tells me I'm beautiful, like fills my head with all these delusions. Mm. But when I joked about um, that, I was like, oh, Mo, what if I became an actor? She's like, let me just ask. Like she went off. She was like, are you crazy? Like it wasn't pretty. So then, of course, then you retract and you're like, okay, I'm never, ever talking about this ever again. I'm just going to bury it deep, deep down. Mm. I'm going to keep going to acting class, but I'm never going to tell her ever that i'm doing this seriously until what until you you like get on a series like a series and you're like oh by the way i've been doing you this. you know what i'm Can't getting older so i was kind of like no just one day it's on tv and sees commercials like yeah. oh i was oh, yeah well i mean oh, that's Jesus. the thing it's well Yo, here's that, the thing. that doesn't help man because i've i've been on like at least 12 national commercials my yeah, parents yeah. have seen it and they'd be like and so what <laughs> I still don't like what I do, man. I've been doing this for 15 years, man. Well, what, You're what not do you Sunni think? Yet. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think would convince them? Um, stability, financially, and I think that's something that's really hard uh, in this business. Of Hell yeah. Going, like you know, you can have great years. I've had years where I've made, you know, six figures doing stand up and you know entertainment, and then the next year I made like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I'm like, yo, homeless people make more than ten thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? And so that's. That's that's my life, you know. Right. Yeah, we've and, talked about this because I was just really. I mean, being around artists all the time, primarily. I mean, through collaboration, I'm around a lot of Asian American artists and Asian artists, whatever. And we always like keep harping on this. Oh, Asian parents don't. They all want you to be Doctor Lord. So do all other parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not a special. <laughs> that is just the reality. It's like there's no parent out there who's like, yeah, honey, go be an artist. Go go maybe pay rent. Yeah. Go maybe feed yourself. <laughs> go maybe have like grilled cheese every day if you can. You know. That's nobody wants that. And in all honesty, I think I think when when people do this job, like you know, in entertainment, like people don't sign up to just punch in and punch out mm-hmm. in the entertainment business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we do this because we think we're talented enough to make a living off of this, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a we have something to say, and so uh, you know, people got to understand that, like. You know, do not like, you know, I, when, when people go, hey, you know, you have any advice for for aspiring comedians or whatever? I'm like, don't don't think about the money because you're not going to see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, right. You got to do it because you love it. And you got to be prepared to suffer and just get 
to me, I, 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 especially being a minority in this business, mm-hmm. I treat it like going up a mountain and and continually there's an avalanche coming at you. <laughs> right? An avalanche? Yeah, as you're going up this mountain. I'm like curious to know what these avalanches are. I just, mean, I, just in terms of the 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 you know, like let's be honest, people that make content in in Hollywood mm-hmm. that are that are like in the like the mainstream. I'm not talking about new media. Um, you know, it's it's the same old hacky, you know, like writing. And then so when you're auditioning for a part that you don't even really feel, but you have to treat it in a certain way, and then now you're 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 battling people that. Uh, it's not necessarily about skill. It's about who puts asses in seats. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, um, you know, it, like, hypothetically, let's say that I'm I'm going out for a role mm-hmm. and it's me, Bobby Lee, Ken Jeong, and Randall Park, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the last one picked if all, all three of them can't pick it because they all have bigger resumes or whatever. I'm not saying they're not funny. I think they're all talented. Uh, but, you know, given the fact that um, it's not about skill. It never is. You know what I mean? Like when you watch TV or movies, how many actors and actresses are really like, holy shit, those are good actresses and actresses? Yeah. Not that many. You know? It's just because, you know, like I've, given that I wrote a movie, like I know how to make money, like, like find money for it. If I wrote a great screenplay and it was a bunch of Asian American dudes and it costs, in my mind, let's say $3 million to make. Who I know a lot of people with three million dollars, but who would give us three million dollars when you know you're not going to make that money back, right? right? But I can do another movie about a dude taking a crap for two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I go, oh yeah, but Brad Pitt's attached to it. Somebody's going to give me ten million dollars to do it because Brad Pitt, whether or not he's a good actor, and I think Brad Pitt's a good actor, but he's going to put butts in seats, and that's the name of the game, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. the thing is, we don't have an Asian American dude or dudette in the industry that puts dollar signs, you know what I mean? That, that put asses in seats. They don't. Do you see that? I mean, cause it's, it's really interesting cause you have, you've been in LA mm-hmm. for 15 years and working in the industry. And I feel like that in and of that experience in and of itself is, su- is so priceless because you, it's not speculation and you're not, uh, Granted, you're you're in comedy and like you know working in television and whatnot. So that versus like music or whatever. But I, still, like yeah. you still have a lot of, the, of things that you've seen, heard, and witnessed and gone through yourself to really say like have things changed? Because mm-hmm. we've talked about this so many times. Like how it took twenty friggin' years to go from All American Girl to having Fresh Off the Boat, even being like on network television, right? And Randall Park last night was we there. He was at some uh, Q and A thing for mm-hmm. We on the Eighth, and he was just saying like, if it was if it took like five years, he maybe be like, okay, it's forgivable. They just needed to find the right script or the right show, the right like. And then he's like, even ten, right? But he's like twenty years, mm-hmm. like twenty years, two decades. You know, that's a whole of several generations of people just I mean, flying by without yeah. without any recognition. You know, that just means. Just wasn't a priority to have yeah, that, you know. Yeah. It's not on their like to do list. Maybe like item fifty out of like a hundred. I guarantee you, know? there's been a lot of Asian American uh, sitcoms written. I'm sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but how are they going to justify putting this and putting ads on this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I I used to be a business consultant before I did stand up, so <laughs> so I know money and numbers, you know, right. in, a, in a different way than most people. And you know, ultimately, it's like, yo, how are people going to you know, even for K-Town Cowboys, that's that's going to be the thing. 
if we have a screening or of a theater in Iowa plays it, do you think that it's it's smart that people right. will see? Look, the whole movie's in English, so you don't need subtitles. Yet, who's gonna watch that over right. there? You know, and and that's the sad truth about it is that look, uh, we're trying to change what Middle America perceives Asian people, right? I think fresh off the boat. You know, is is definitely a, a step in the right direction. I mean, you know, there was there was other all Asian casts uh, like Outsourced, which was an Indian mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, I mean, was it good? No, <laughs> you know. But even if it wasn't, did people watch it? You know, and so that's right. the thing. It's like what we I realize is that we're not supportive of each other. We can't do this on our own, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, right. and that's that's the one thing that I realized as I was making this movie before I was like, man, you know what? Like if I burn a bridge, man, I'll I'll swim across. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was that was my you know mentality. But not anymore. Like if you think about it between like when we talk about movies, when I was in college, there was a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow. That right, came right, out. right. I remember that movie. And then in between Better Luck Tomorrow till now. There was a handful of all Asian American movies, but none of them saw the light of day to a point where every all of them were a flop. Every single one of them, mm-hmm. financially, whatever. Mm-hmm. But let's just say this. Let's just put it this way: if what, what we're four percent of the population, let's say four percent of America pays ten bucks to watch any Asian American film, right? That'll make money, and then that'll make Hollywood go, oh, boom. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we should see these chinos a little bit more. <laughs> you know? Yeah. While but while Tyler Perry still makes crappy movies. But then everyone goes to see it. Yeah, because he puts asses in the seats. It's money. That's what we're talking about yeah. here, man. Yeah. It's not about content. Yeah, be good. Our job as creators and art artists is to make as the best content we can. But we also have to keep in mind that, you know, you can make the artsiest crap you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> if no one sees it, yeah, then they yeah. will. Well, it's also like the the noise generation because it's it's in, that that's what I'm like curious to for the last 15 years just to see how the evolution of media itself has changed mm-hmm. because for us it's like you know Marvin and I talk about this frequently like it, it the internet and all that stuff boomed when we were in middle school mm-hmm. right and like just watching how that impacted the way people consume the way that the numbers speak i mean granted we're not like the studio heads are still the studio heads right and they still got a ton of power and yeah. a ton of money where they they can like allocate and make a lot of these big ass decisions but at the same time you know with like the whole youtube generation and everything like creating more content that can compete and the fact that there are more avenues like Netflix, Amazon, blah, 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 that you don't have to wait for ABC or Fox or whoever to them to make the call to say, yeah, you can or cannot be in a show. Make your own freaking show. Yeah. Um, that is a, it's, that is a, it's a game changer. And we're like in the middle of it. So I feel like it's just it's <laughs> interesting to see how that's shifting, you know, the consumption because you're a web series, right? Like yeah. we got to see that. And who knows, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to. That's true. Right? Yeah. So I mean, I, I think one thing is the fact that, I mean, people need to understand that even YouTube stars now mm-hmm. are not getting paid the way they used to. They're mm. thinking about other ways to jump ship or find other avenues to make money. Now it's like, oh, here's 20 grand. Can you do something for my camp, my company? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how they make money as opposed to the way they used to. There's a lot of static versus noise, you know? 
Well, right. it's a lot of content. I mean, it's just like a huge surge of like everybody's yeah. making stuff. Yeah, but now. it's a lot of crap content, like way more crap content. Where I'm like, you know, the reason why I've, um, I like, I get, you know, people think I'm like a like a jerk or like, you know, because <laughs> like I watch, you know, like I watch, uh, you know, whatever they put on my feed or in my my Facebook feed or mm, or, yeah. or you know what I mean, like oh you should watch this video, and when I do, most of the time I'm uh, very disappointed. Mm. I'm like, I want my three minutes back, <laughs> you know, because the thing is, it's it's like, you know, again, art is very subjective, right? So I've, you know, when I was younger and I did stand up, I like if there was 100 people in the room, then and let's say 20 percent didn't like me, then my job back then was to try to make those 20 percent like me. But now I'm like, screw that. I'm just going to take care of the 80 that do. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Because there's no point, like, of, of they're going to hate me regardless, so I'm not going to try to change their <laughs> mind. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let that affect me. But but with that being said, I feel like there's a, you know, like some people go, well, who, who are you to be the judge of funny? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, because I work in the business. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you know, like, because, you know, well, it's a consumer's business. Well, that's the thing. Just because you go to a lot of restaurants... Don't mean you know how to cook a good meal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like just because it tastes good to you, doesn't mean that it's a bomb dish. You know? Yeah. And yeah. That, that's what I think. That that's why I feel like I have a little bit of a, a, a I guess, an authority compared to a r- average Joe when it comes <laughs> to what's funny. You know? I mean, that kind of just comes with the democratization of just production yeah. materials. Like, its costs are so low that you hope that the the, the cream falls to the top, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there's also this whole, like, you know, the whole long tail thing, right? Where because everyone has access and because you have direct access to your consumers now, you can target exactly the ones that you want, that mm-hmm. want to listen to you. And the rest, you can tell them to, like, you know, F off or whatever. But yeah. they're still going to, like, come hate on you if you, they don't like what you what you do because that's the nature of the Internet. But Trolls. at the same time, like, you know, you got companies that are just, are making videos and trying to be, like, the broad, like, the, the mainstream media. And, you know, that's where you get a lot of the not funny stuff or the more like kind of it's generic generic things yeah. right that yeah. you see but everyone Same loves mediocre. apparently right yeah. yeah that's why I'm saying all these things I was like I want all Asian American artists to always strive to be better mm-hmm. because right now as as it stands nobody is great you know what I'm saying so we don't need awards to give out to anybody <laughs> nobody deserves a lifetime achievement award just yet right you know what I'm saying and if we are starting to give out stuff that means we're just celebrating mediocrity. You know what I mean? Be better as artists. Make more money mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Here's the thing about what, the way I think about it. I think of Hollywood as a bunch of mafias or cartels <laughs> running the show. Right? Mm-hmm. There's the Jew mafia. Right? There's a bl- black mafia. Mm-hmm. There's the gay mafia. There's a small woman mafia that's growing up now. <laughs> there is no Asian mafia. Mm. Right? Meaning we don't put... We don't we don't make decisions like that. We don't we don't uh we're not we're not that strong. Like, yeah, okay, somebody said chink in the armor and now now everyone all the yellow panthers are, are, are right. fighting online. Mm-hmm. Right? But ultimately, what has that changed? Mm. I I I completely that's how I felt personally. Yeah. I actually it's funny, I found an old blog post from <laughs> two thousand eight. On Zanga? Yeah. 
Actually, it was right after I had retired from Zanga and I was moving on to Blogger, but that mm. thing died. Really? Most people go from Blogger to Zanga because Blogger was around longer. I don't know. I just did my thing. Mm. But <laughs> I found, I unearthed this this blog post. So this is actually right before I joined Collaboration because I joined in t- 2009. And I'm just complaining. I'm like kind of like venting my heart out because I've always wanted to be in entertainment in some aspect. I've always just been a pop culture sponge since out of the womb and i was critiquing things since i was you know whether i had the authority or not i I damn sure had an opinion um but i've had thoughts about that uh where frankly a lot of people don't care they just consume and they're like oh that was nice you know (laughs) um i i had a lot of opinions since forever and i wrote this thing about you know i just was like i don't want to support things just because like an asian i don't even know what the hell i was referring to i don't know what i was talking about i'm just venting emotion i'm saying i don't want to support something just because asian people did it i want to support it because i liked it because it was funny because it made me cry or whatever i'm just like going off (laughs) and the thing is like being part of collaboration it kind of it 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 actually reinforced that for sure it just kind of like to said to not be afraid to have a standard but at the same time for me i was just like being part of that volunteer crowd and seeing how much work goes into it and then also diving into myself in whatever capacity like I'm again small potatoes I'm just like barely getting into it but just to get a taste of that it is freaking hard it is it crushes your spirit um it takes a, a a lot of risk just I think psychologically mentally emotionally and then on top of that to be bold enough to be creative and like do your thing regardless of like not trying to appease the masses Mm -hmm. it's really hard right so on that aspect like i that's why i stick behind everyone's got to start somewhere and i i feel like that's what collaboration over the years you know it's been 16 years of this i think at one point there was this air of like okay if you did xyz show then like you're in that's that's a complete (laughs) lie no matter what like no matter what show whether you're on american idol Ain't nobody gonna like you're not anything just because you did one show and just because like a few thousand more people know who you are. It's consistency. Do yeah. you have a good work ethic that keeps you getting paid and doing this as a career because you provide something valuable entertainment wise or story wise or whatever? You know what I mean? I feel like it's 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 kind of broad in my perspective i don't think i like strayed from that like okay it has to be good i still want good i want great i want like someone worthy to like get up there win a damn oscar because they're as good as you know every oscar winner in the past because you got to be on that level period like don't i I agree with that but here's here's one thing that people need to understand for us to be at a position of us being great Mm -hmm. it really comes down to uh, the mixture of art and business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because let's say I, I wrote this awesome script and I need $10 million to shoot it the way I want to shoot it. They're like, sorry, man, we're going to do it. We only got a million dollars for you. Mm-hmm. That means you have to cut costs on everything, which will hamper your product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, now, is that an excuse? Uh there, dude, there's a lot of, you can tell where I see a lot of movies where I go, okay, that's where they didn't, Spend enough money on it, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. and that that negatively affects the product. You know, right. um, it's gonna be that until until we have the budget to be like, look, Marco Polo on Netflix, right? They spent ninety million dollars on that series. I hear that they're gonna do a part two of that, uh, a season two of that, oh. right? And that's the thing. They spent $90 million on it. And then I was like, mm, there's some casting issues in my mind when I look at it. You know what I mean? But 
Uh, it was, I thought it was, okay, it was pretty okay shot, you know, mm-hmm. like production mm-hmm. value was okay. Um, but you know, wh- whether it's, it's, oh, because we're shooting in Malaysia, we want to save some money. So we're not going to get all SAG actors, things of that nature that all comes into play because of money. And that's a $90 million project, you know? And I was like, dude, we could have done better, you know? <laughs> but I go, okay, that's a start. I still haven't seen it. You still haven't seen it? But like, so Marco Polo, like. All the money that goes into that's Netflix money, right? So that's money they get from subscriptions, right? Is that? Mm, I, I think it's it's like, it's. Do they have investors? Yeah, how sure do they, they make money off of that? Sure. Like, yeah, are they like putting in like Red Bull in the middle of like the 10th century or whatever? Like, I have no idea what the what the what were the. I don't think all 90 million came from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't right. know. Like, I'm sure that there is other people that put money into it. Um, but it's like a global project. That's what they. I mean, that's why wasn't it that 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 was part of the reason why they put so much money because they wanted it. Maybe to... Mongolia paid them. I don't know for tourists. Uh, well, they shot it yeah. in uh, Malaysia, I think. Like, mm. so, yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm sure that Actually, you know we, they yeah. want. I mean, dude, there's a lot of money in Asia. I should look into that yeah. too. Yeah, like just I, I'm just curious now. Like, I can't fact check during fact check during the podcast because that would kill it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Um, We're gonna take a break here while Marvin goes and looks on Wikipedia. You don't need an intern to do all that. I know, for real. If you'd like to be an intern, we can't pay you, but we'll let make you Google stuff during Email the podcast. podcast at <laughs> Man, I was trying to get you an organic way to talk about your email address, <laughs> and you guys just jumped I over just it. Killed it. Wah, Amateurs. Wah. Amateurs. Still figuring this out. Yeah. What does this button do? Um, what are these knobs? But I mean. That's kind of a thought I've had with a lot, of, a lot of people too. Just like, just when you're thinking about Asian American films, like we go to you know, film film fest. We're going to Cannes Fest next week, mm-hmm. um, just to hang on, check out. There's a collaboration um, documentary that's premiering there, so that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. um, and then a lot of times when we come out of those like those centerpiece films, whatever, we're, the feeling is always like, at least for me, is like I'm glad it got made. The writing's always a little off, right? I feel like writing makes our, our talent is like you know. I'm glad I got made because we got we get more people with experience, but at the same time, like a lot of times I feel like we have this voice and we have like we, we we're trying to like shove this voice down people's throat without giving like nuance or, you know, things like that. And you end up with a movie that's kind of a little heavy handed or a little like just not natural. Right? I personally haven't watched honestly, I've been to a lot of these Asian American film festivals, but I don't feel like I've watched enough to say the ones that I have seen, mm-hmm. I haven't been blown away. A lot, honestly, like I feel like the movies, like the one movie that I was geeking out over recently was Ode to My Father, which is straight out of Korea. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that was an amazing film. But you can that's, see, but, that's, but, that's, that's a handful of things. That's that, right. a lot of money. Exactly. That's, that's what's so it's not. Min is an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these are factors that we, here's, here's my, my one problem. Yes, we got to be better, mm-hmm. but we won't have the opportunity to get better if, that's that's that you know what I'm saying. Meaning, mm-hmm. for example, let's say hypothetically, I, you know, I may we make K Town Cowboys, and it eats shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let's say it does. Then that means that forever until I make a better movie, which is not going to be anytime soon, because my reputation of making a one movie that was shit mm-hmm. is going to stand, you know, you know, on me for a while. Mm-hmm. And I have to overcome that to try to find money to make a you know a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's the problem. Is that we have, I know billionaires that can throw money at me, <laughs> but they're billionaires because they're good businessmen. This industry mm-hmm. is not a good business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so when you go to these Asian American film festivals, and I've been to a, most of them, they're all great. 
except for the fact that there's no buyers there. That's that's the purpose of big Asian uh, film yeah. festivals right. is yeah. to get people to go. Oh, that was good enough to put in the theater. But there's no buyers there rarely, mm-hmm. right? And it's just a celebration of hey, here's my movie and here's my movie. Now the thing is, if there was a push for everyone to watch all these movies that weren't classics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not going to get an opportunity to make a classic right. until far later. And you're t- yeah, so, and yeah. so you're referring back to like everybody. I mean that support mm-hmm. issue, which is and it's it's been really again. I only know this from mainly obviously the co- collaboration perspective, but just watching the fragmentation or the competition. And then I feel, I hope, I'm praying, and I'm putting this out there on our podcast that I'm hoping that it is coming back to a place of support because I feel like there was a time where everyone was incredibly supportive of one another. Granted, you know, yeah. whether they really thought it was like Oscar winning, whatever or not, or, or Grammy winning or not, people were like genuinely supportive. Mm. I think there were, there have been, you know, and this is just life. You get an inflation of egos. You get an inflation of like competition or feeling like, oh, that person's in my genre and they're, they're whatever, right? It's that that sense of scarcity. Like there's not enough for everybody to go around. But that's what I was just like. I didn't I didn't personally get that. That's why I was like, frankly, a little bit pissed off. Mm. I was like, why does everyone act like we're fighting for the same scrap when like if we, like as cheesy as it sounds, if we work together, if we actually supported one another versus like fighting over like, this perceived minuscule whatever. Yeah. If we created a demand and we created noise and if we were honest with each other and pushing each other to be better in that way, honestly, like I feel like a lot of time wasted would have been saved, but what I'm not trying to pass judgment. That's just what I observed. And like what I hope brings people back to like, Really supporting each other. Well, maybe it's just because our the scrap is so small. So, like you know, you, you see these things with like when Fresh Out the Boat was premiering, you have people just preemptively hating it, yeah, because of some preconceived notion. Oh, it's probably gonna suck, yeah, right. Yeah. And we saw that with like um, not the K Town Cowboys, but like the other K Town yeah. show that came out. Like people just saw a trailer, assumed it was gonna, just gonna like show badly, and just like we're already hating on it, even though like it turned out to be all right, you know. Well, I feel like people like again they they stick to what they know, and if you're not part of like the K again because there's so little representation, you see one like it's a group of Asian guys, but it doesn't it's not your experience. Like yeah. you know, you get the mm-hmm. churchy guys, they're like, I'm not watching that because like it's not. But they're why the ones getting me? drunk at the same time <laughs> and judging you for being that guy. And the other thing <laughs> is Asians, unfortunately, you know what I mean. Like you know, there's a, there's a bunch of. There's like a separation amongst Asians in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, where you from? Like, ugh, right. Chinese people, Tui. You know, like <laughs> when people think that way, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when, when people do that, when people do that, yeah. there's going to be another rift right. in terms of support. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like black folks where, yeah, they're Nigerian. They might be Jamaican. Whatever they are, they'll yeah. be like, look, man, we're going to unify under the, the, the context of the color of my skin and be like, boom, let's yeah. watch this. You know, because yeah. I was like, there's no reason scary movie two, three, four, five <laughs> needed to be made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People can be like, oh, that was funny. Yeah. But the reason why they made it was because they can spend little money and make a lot. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. I, I want people to understand that, that, that <laughs> no matter how you think, oh, well, you know, but if it was better, I'd support it. I was like, you're not, you're not, see, you're actually doing all of us a disservice. Right. Mm. So my whole thing is like, look, if you want to see better sh- stuff, then you have to support. Then support. And yep. if not, mm-hmm. then 
get the stay out of my lane. You know what I mean? You have nothing to say to <laughs> right. me. Right. I agree. Right? When people go, oh, your movie wasn't that good, I'd be like, then you make a movie. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You make a better movie. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 You're selling cell phones, baby. Like, <laughs> like. Someone covers. Yeah. Like, 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 what do you, like, why, why, what gives you the, you know what I mean? Like, it's internet trolling. I go, sometimes, sometimes it's funny, but a lot of times I'm like, so that's what you do. Like that's 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 your that's what how you spend your day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the trailer for K Town Cowboys. If you look at one of the YouTube clips uh-huh. or the the comments, it says Asians are not funny. They're lame. Blah 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 blah. That's why nobody wants to support them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's obviously whether or not that's how he feels or he just wants to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's what he wrote. And there was like a small discussion. Now my point is is that you're gonna have that all the time, right? But when it comes from your own people, then what you gonna do? I just want people to support, and I've I've don't want to get on the like complain train. I just really encourage people come to the shows, pay for your ticket. Honestly, like putting together a show, a production, a film, whatever, a stand up night, it's it's a job, <laughs> and people who prepare their work. You know, like this, it's part of the whole industry thing of like, well, I'm giving you exposure. Well, like, dude, do you know how much I had to take class or like get yeah. headshots done or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. We, the artists invest in it. That's that's what I really love having conversations like this of just the reality of the business. Yeah. Not to like discourage. The, it's honestly to encourage people. Take it seriously. Yeah. Put yeah. in the work. It's not just the creative work. It is you are an entrepreneur because you are owning your own business <laughs> by being an artist, right? Yeah. And the more that you are educated in that aspect, that's what I think is empowering because the sooner I found out and honestly PK was one of the first people that I went to PK our founder of collaboration I was 19 maybe 20 and he was one of the first people I think he was the first person that I went to and I did not know him that well and I asked him PK I was like I didn't ask him I said I want to be an actor and then my question was should I do it should do you rec- like do you think I can do it and uh should I go for it and he said no his first answer to me was no and he he didn't know me that well, but basically his summary was, this is a hard job. If you can make a living and be happy doing the 9 to 5, getting your 401k, getting your health benefits and like punching in and clocking out, yeah. that is good enough for you. I highly recommend that you don't choose this path if like unless you are like dead serious about it. Yeah. So his recommendation when I was 19 was go get a job. See if that's finish school. Go get a job and see if that's enough for you. If you still want it, like if you still really want to do it after having all that security, stability, all that, then maybe you maybe you want it. Maybe then you're like actually going to be able to start the journey. Because like you said, 15 years of like this is an industry of rejection, of vulnerability. There's a lot of things that most people generally run away from. Yeah, because the people <laughs> go, people go, oh, you know, you must, dude, you must have a great life, Danny. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know, oh, you get to travel and, you know, do stand-up. You, you know, you're on TV every now and again. You made a movie. And I'm like, yeah, but... And? The thing is, I always... This is my definition of whatever art you're into. A friend of mine asked me once, hey, do you consider me an actor? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. And they're like, why? And I was like, what does your tax return say? You know what I'm saying? You aren't what... You are what pays your bills, man. You know what I mean? And that's that's one thing that I want people to understand is that, look, I'm not saying everyone everyone should quit their, you know, stable jobs to, to, to pursue art. But you can't, in my opinion, call yourself that until that's what pays the bills. 
You know what I mean? Or at least be in a SAG. You know? Well, like, oh, singers and... Singers, yeah, they, they, need to, they need to make money. Like, why? Because they did a few shows and they have a few fans? No. That's what they need to do to make money. They need to write music. And that's how they make money. As opposed to going, okay, I will do these few shows. And then, you know, maybe some... Like, if you make money off of YouTube singing whatever you sing, then go ahead. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's more than just... Oh, I competed in in, in in this thing or I perform at random open mics. You're not a you're not a singer. You know what I'm saying? You're just you're just good enough and you're 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 affordable enough to not get better singers. You know? Yeah. There's I mean there's truth to that, but I'm again, for me, I'm always on that side of like yeah. I've met or I've heard less talented. I mean, this is what like, comes down to business, right? We've heard people that are friends of ours. You hear them at karaoke that they like, dude, you got a voice and you got presence or whatever, but they're not, for whatever reason, they're not Carly Rae Jepsen or whoever, yeah. right? Um, but me personally, I still call them a singer. If they've done if they've done a show, if they've been hired to do something, even if it's not on their tax return, I say, because for me, it's like as soon as you let that die, Mm-hmm. Because that could be that's what differentiates the persistence. And yeah. I, I say you are an example of that. If you were like in that stage of like, okay, I'm doing comedy and I'm doing stand up and whatever, but it wasn't you're still doing business consulting or what have you. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is, I know a lot of people in Hollywood, LA, or not even just LA, like New York or whatever, they do multiple jobs because yeah. that's what they have to do, pay bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still call you a comedian. I'd still say you're, you know, yeah, but that's my definition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I don't. Like, I've done stand-up for 15 years, but I've been doing it full-time for eight. So that's what, if I go, how long have you done stand-up? My brain goes eight. Because that's when I stopped. I wasn't a consultant anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I made six figures a year, and the, the, the month I quit, that, that month I made 60 bucks. And I had to figure out how to live life. And whether it's whether it was me being, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I was fortunate to book commercials fast, you know, rarely, relatively fast. Um, you know, done some TV work, you know, like toured, you know, and it, 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 it helped me survive all this time. Uh, it's not great money, you know, but that's the thing. It's like people should not join this. Like, you know, in Korea, like when you ask kids what they want to do, they all want to be K-pop stars. That's the majority of what these kids want to do. That's the survey. Right. And that's not because they like the art of singing and making music. It's because they want to be famous. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure that that goes along here, too. There's a lot of people that want, that think they're funny, you know, or they think they're good actors and actresses or good singers. Right. They think that they go, oh, well, I could sing better than that bitch. Right? <laughs> right? And then they go up and sing, and they're like, okay, well, you're a good voice, but you're not going to make money. And then what? You know what I mean? That's that's the that's the reality of this business is the fact that it ain't, not, it, it, it's, yeah, you need to be talented, mm-hmm. but life's not there's no justice in this business and don't expect there to be justice right you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so that's the thing it's like you gotta you gotta be prepared for it yeah. mm-hmm. that's why when i say that whatever your tax return says that's me going you should pick up your game mm-hmm. if you're not that person that yeah. you need to figure out how to make a living out of this you know right. what i mean Put if not mind. then you're a part-time actor what is that oh yeah i did some shorts that 10 people saw <laughs> You know what I mean? At some yeah. obscure film festival. Does that make you an actor? No. You know? And that's not that's not me being mean. I'm just saying, hey, that's, that, that's, nobody will consider an actor <laughs> except yourself to make you feel better. 
I mean, it's the same way with even like entrepreneurs, right? Like you have people who work a, you know, a big four job and are doing some starting business on the side, but until they give up that job and like do that full time, really try to grow that and make the, use their connections. Like, yeah. It's just a side thing. They're not an entrepreneur yet, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like it's that they call it like the leap, right? Yeah. yeah. Once you make the leap and say, "This is what what I'm going to do," like it's really just a hobby that you're thinking of. Right? That's that's the funny. I mean, exactly what you're saying, and exactly what we've been saying. And being an artist, it is a very unique and very cutthroat industry, but. At the same time, it's an industry just like any other industry. Yeah. And you couldn't call like a banker, like an investment banker who does like Yahoo stocks every morning for like 10 minutes. You can't call him like a stockbroker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they may know something about it and, you know, be able to get their friend's advice or whatever. But it's kind of the same thing. Like go all in and do it. Or Like I wouldn't, I'm not a, you know. By the, social media guru just because I use Instagram every once in a while. By the way, I just want to say that um, – this job, the entertainment, being in the entertainment field as a as in front of the camera person, it's probably the hardest thing, stand up wise or acting wise. Because think about it, the road to being a doctor is laid out. Mm-hmm. You know what you got to do. The lower the the road to being a lawyer is the same. Which these are jobs that you know a lot of people you know put in high esteem. Um, yeah, all these jobs, with the exception of stand-up comedian, actor, singer, they don't have a set route or a formula. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I wanted to be a doctor, I can be a doctor. You understand right. what I'm saying? But if you wanted to be an actor, you can't just be an actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that's something that, that I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not dogging on, on doctors. My best friend's a doctor. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, but what I'm saying is that people look at us as, as clowns. As as these as these oh he's a comedian make me laugh tell me something funny you know how many times do you get that request? every time I go out <laughs> that's why I don't go out because I don't like people <laughs> I think people suck and as a, as a generalization <laughs> people in a mass group uh-huh. they're idiots you know what I mean uh, individually they're you know they're cool or whatever but you know as a whole ugh ugh why. Thank you for coming worse. to our open mic night then because you had <laughs> to do it. I didn't message. even know about it. I oh, you were just there? In, and I was, I was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, oh, great. You're going to you're gonna watch this movie, uh, the show? Oh, no one was watching. Everyone was just trying yeah, to Yeah, it was loud. And I was like, <laughs> all right, so I can't watch this. <laughs> then I watched uh, this open mic night, which is yeah. cute. And I went, we need to be better <laughs> and better mm-hmm. and better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Honestly, that's why our, for real, like our open mic nights are there so that people can get better. The irony of it is, like, you got to start somewhere. And, yeah. like, honestly, so oftentimes it's, like, yeah. getting in front of five people or ten people Cause or you're whatever. Because they were asking me, hey, do you guys want to do stand-up at the end or whatever a little bit? They were asking you that? Yeah. Oh. I, it was you or Steve. One of them. Somebody was asking uh. me. And I was like, dude, I know what I'm going to do if I got on stage right now. i trash everybody here <laughs> and be like, remember tonight. <laughs> And don't ever do this again. <laughs> you know, Danny yeah. shows always keeping it. No, real. but the thing is, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I don't want to say a dream killer, but like if PK's, because PK was the one that convinced me to quit my job and do this full time. So you know, opposite story of what he's told. Yeah, me. he's well, mm-hmm. he's because you know he, I was, well, I was, I was making good money. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? yeah. And I was doing stand up on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, like for me to 
be like supportive of people mm-hmm. it it's i believe in tough love because i used to be a taekwondo teach instructor too <laughs> so i hit all my kids you know what i mean for, yeah. for messing up you know and so for me it's not about going oh my god that was such a funny joke i'm not gonna support like that you have mm-hmm. talent mm-hmm. i'm like look man there's thousands of other people that are just if not better more talented than you that are still not even getting close to being famous you have to understand that this is something that you're you got to be prepared for man you know what i mean like even the rejection i'm sure you you know uh, christine talks about like being in you know going to auditions and stuff i feel like it's harder for women to be actresses mm. because men are better equipped at rejection are we yeah <laughs> hey yo can i get your number uh, not interested uh, all right boom whatever yeah. right if I okay, that's the thing about baseball, right? If someone pitched, if I if I tried to hit the ball ten times and I hit it three times, mm-hmm. I'm an all star. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So if I ask ten broads their number and three of them want to go home with me, I'm a freaking all star. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When it when it's a if a woman goes up to ten dudes and be like, "Yo, I want to take me home tonight," and if one of them says, "Nah," that ruins. <laughs> Her mind going, why doesn't he want to take me home? You know what I'm saying? Mm. While a dude can be like, look, I'm just looking for one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it makes what a I, surprising amount of sense, actually. Right. It does. Right. So, so when I'm at an audition and I go and I'm like, all right, well, if I get a call back, that's, that's, they want a second date, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to put you on a veil. That means you're going to get laid. <laughs> Right? Right. And sometimes you, you get put on a veils and you get there, or sometimes you don't. Mm. You know? That's what it is. That's, that's, a, that's a reality. I mean, this, this is the thing with, with all of entertainment, because it's so... I mean, again, at least in America, and we're not talking about other countries or whatever, but in America, if you're an accountant and you're a really good accountant, you'll get hired because your resume is awesome. You know, like, it's not based on a lot of superficiality. Granted, if you are, I'm probably sure it would give you an edge. I'm not going to deny that. Absolutely. But so you do it's an not, yeah. yeah. But it's not so. It's not so. Uh, you know, dependent upon that the way that it is. Obviously, when you are in front of a camera, yeah. mm-hmm. the reality is when and when you get into an industry where like the, I mean, but people are starting. I mean, we're still perpetuating it, but at least people are commenting on it more because it's jokes now. It's like when they do spoofs or mockumentaries or whatever. It's like, okay, you're really talented, whatever. Now we're going to give you a makeover (laughs) so that now you can be suitable for us to look at you. (laughs) I mean, it's you know what I mean? And then if we go into the sexism part of how much value is placed on a female based on how she looks, how pleasing she is to look at aesthetically, whereas like... You know what I mean? Well, like, even the fact that female, like, there's still the whole like gender equality gap. Like, absolutely, you know, people doing the same job get absolutely different salaries. But because, it's also just know. like societally, like what is acceptable versus what is not, versus what I'm going to tolerate from a person versus what I'm not. The amount of garbage that somebody who is less aesthetically pleasing in category A versus B. I'm, it's just for women. It's just like <laughs> I could I could cry right now or well, scream dude, or whatever. Well, well let, let's put it this way. If she's less, she's not hot, right? And you want her to be a leading man, leading woman, right? She needs to be a fantastic actress, right? But just in general, not even thinking about entertainment, Mm -hmm. why do you think guys will look at hot girls? 
as opposed to a dusty broad that looked like she smelled like an old library book. You know what I'm saying? Full of analogies. Huh? No, but why? Why would you? Why? Why would I? Why would I like? If you know that that's how men primarily, on a primal level, tick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now, now, okay. So that's why you see those girls that are always just thinking about their looks or whatever. I, look, I'm I'm gonna burn a bridge, but there's no way Jessica Alba should be acting. <laughs> She's awful as an actress, right? But she is. She's first of all marketable, and she's hot. She won't be hot for long, you know. Time sticking, you know. But that's so sad. But that's but that's the reality of it. Now, now, if you're in that position, do you um, capitalize on the amount of time she has to make that money, or does she train to be a better actress? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like if you think about basketball players, like 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 Dwight Howard, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life. I'm making X amount of money. Should I capitalize here and jump ship? Or do I spend the remaining, remaining free time I have on to bring this level to about 65, 70% free throw shooting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the issue. That's the issue mm-hmm. is that some people are complacent. Now, as a person that might be a better actress, but significantly not good looking, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. I can play... Honey, too, better than Jessica Elba. You know, can you? You can. You can. You can. Maybe as an actress, but can you as a business level? Does that make sense? But that's the. And then the, I go back to the like. That's it's well, all. It's all very like pie in the sky. But I'm like, that's why we like. That's why I encourage people to speak out and be angry. And like, if you have a good story that doesn't require you look to like Jessica Alba, mm-hmm. that is something that, that's compelling and interesting. That's out there too, you know. So I've like, I'm not, I'm, I don't. It's again, you only have so many hours in your day and so much energy to like complain about X, Y, or Z. It is what it is, and I'm fully aware, fully aware of that. <laughs> and to like a big, large degree, it's annoying and it's disgusting and all these things, right? But if that's the reality, then what do you again? What are you going to do about it? So then, what are yeah. you gonna? Are you gonna write something? Are you gonna get up off your butt and write something better? Yeah. Are you gonna go train to be a good actress? That again, if you don't want to go under the knife to whatever, and then deal with all the psychological damage that comes with that, you know, what are you gonna do about it? That's like complaining only gets so far. Absolutely. So that's why I'm like, I will complain to let my my opinions be stated and known. <laughs> but then after that, it's like, then what are you gonna do, dude? Huh? When they recasted. Uh... Katie Holmes with Maggie Gyllenhaal for the oh, Dark, Batman, Batman yeah. series. Uh-huh. I'm boo. <laughs> don't save her. <laughs> Batman, don't save Rachel Dawes. <laughs> Ew. You didn't care. You he didn't, care. though. He went to go save, uh, what's his face? Aaron yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why Harvey Dent. I was like, save him. <laughs> She's not worth it. <laughs> Ugh. Well, in Jessica Alba's defense, she is leveraging her her fame into her new company now. Yeah, company, to making you know that'll yeah, that'll set her set up for good. Yeah, like Scarlett yeah. Johansson is not that great of an actress. I think it's all right. She's a dead voice, and I'm like, look, she's gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's that's really the sell. I personally think so she's did, gotten better. Did her not do it for you because it was just her voice? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think <laughs> I about because I, I, I think about what that sounds like right next to me. In your ear, Duh. in your head, in your yeah. the entire time. Yeah, dude, that movie, Future Los Angeles, looks pretty tight. I yeah, like that. That, that, well, was, that was China, though. That was my takeaway from the movie. Was it China? Yeah, no, it was LA. It was, 
the were, parts of it. Parts they were of in it. LA. Their parts of it was LA. Parts of it was China. Mm. I think it was Shanghai. I won't live in that LA. We'll see. Anyway, I think the 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 summary of this podcast is the brutality of Hollywood, which I don't ever not Hollywood. Well, here's the thing: Hollywood is Hollywood, and we mm. we churn out a lot. Like a lot of the heavy hitters and the people who have the money to back you, and the people yeah. who are gonna not even just the. It's not even about like you said. There's billionaires everywhere, right? Yeah. But who has the? It's it's about connection, network. It's about who's gonna leverage and and use their influence to help yeah. get your. Because again, there's tons of good content out there. We're talking a lot about being like, yeah, there's a lot of garbage, yeah. but there's a lot of really great documentaries, a lot of great short films. Like people are making stuff on iPhones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't need a high budget thing. But, like, who's also going to help you get it out there so people can see yeah. it and appreciate it? That's and the other like, thing. A lot of rich people out there want to want to do stuff. But a lot of billionaires that I know or millionaires, whatever, they're just thinking about making more millions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. right. They're not doing it to be like, hey, you know what? This is this, If they thought of it as a, like, like a charity, mm-hmm. like a char- charitable donation, mm-hmm. yeah, we would make more movies. But, you know, at the end of the day, how do we put – it doesn't make business sense yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's no support. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it and comes I mean, back to the you got, all, you got all these studies saying that you know the fastest growing, high spending yeah. demographic or whatever, but there's no way to like there's no single way to reach them. Right. The closest right now is fresh out the boat, which is right. you know trending pretty high, but at the same time, like that's just one. And I've know? heard people yeah. hate on it, uh, hate on the on on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look, I, I've I've known Randall for for over a decade. You know, we did mm-hmm. stand together back in the days and stuff like that. Do you ever rap together? No, uh, but. We use one of his songs hmm? nice. on the web series nice. because I was I like that song and that was our <laughs> bonus episode. Yeah, he's where good. We, yeah. Uh, and so I I think Randall is a super talented guy. I think yeah. he's funny. I think he's you know he has he's more than just you know what I mean what you see. There's yeah. a lot more to Randall, and uh, you know I, I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, but you know let's let's be honest. There's a lot of people that are going to talk shit about Randall and and the whole show in general and be like oh my god they're setting us back, <laughs> whatever. There's going to be a lot of people like that. And you're going to, I don't care how much I turn blue in the face say that we need to support because it's not going to happen. Not all of us are going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the accents threw us off. <laughs> so, you, so does it make sense if they don't have accents? Not historically. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, how so many was, Asian parents so, out there? Yeah, so I was like, what, what, what is your suggestion then? Should we yeah. find a right Taiwanese person that doesn't know how to act? To do this, I feel like that's just like nitpicking it. You're yeah. looking for something like a lot of people just look for something to hate and yeah. latch onto it. And then if you engage, and this yeah. is the thing, if you engage with someone who's clearly looking for a fight, yeah. there's no logic. Yeah, yeah, of course. You not. know, waste of it just becomes you want to win. I mean, but the thing is, like, <laughs> if that takes you out, like, once something bugs you in any project, mm. that's all you're going to focus on. You're not going to focus right. on the merits of the actual show. So you go, yeah. oh my god, his accent is messed up. I was like, <laughs> have you seen Nacho Libre? <laughs> That fool's a Me- Jack Black is not yeah. doing a one hundred percent Mexican accent. Where was there a backlash with that? I don't recall no, because it's Jack Black. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean backlash with Jack Black just is Jack Black. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they got away with that Stretchy one. Bands. <laughs> I'm but even like yeah, like you know with Randall, even concerts like people are saying, oh, they're like overnight success. Randall with like the interview and. You know, with first of all, like that guy's been hustling for like twenty years. Like, yeah. Constantly yeah. been hustling for like at least five years. You yeah, know, doing bit parts and like yeah. small movies, and then you I'm, work hard until you like it's a hit based like hit based industry. So like, yeah. you work real hard and get real lucky. Yeah, and then something happens. You know, that's why I'm like, go get it, man. Go get that money. <laughs> go get that whatever you got to get because mm-hmm. who knows when uh, this roller coaster is over for you. <laughs> 
you know, hopefully yeah. not not soon mm-hmm. but that's the thing there's a lot of people that do you realize that 10 years ago there was it was Bobby Lee Day and then it's not Bobby Lee Day anymore now it was Ken Jung's day and yeah. now sooner or later it's going to be Randall Park's day but what happened to Bobby you know what I'm saying that's our business it's it's a ride mm-hmm. it's not a forever thing you know and you know that's why I always go go get it go get your money go get whatever you got to do hoard it because it's going to get rainy and I'm not I have never even got to the hoarding part of it you know so yeah. I'm excited to watch the screening though cuz I'm actually going to be in Austin. Oh yeah. I'm not going I'm not getting there till the 16th so I'm not going to make the 15th screening but I'm going to ask you when the other ones are cuz I want to see it. Yeah. It's 15th, 16th, 18th and 19th. Okay. And do you have any other distribution around the, the nation or are you still talking about that like? That well I mean that's a that's a point of of, of I mean there's been right. distributors oh, that were interested yeah. in going uh, carrying our movie but you know uh our sales agents say this is how we should about um, selling our movie at the festival. So cool. Yeah. This is my first time at South by Southwest. Yeah. I haven't been to Sundance like like I've wanted to. I just couldn't justify spending that much money. But I was like, no. I actually have family out there, so I was like, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I went yes last year. It was fun. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like you get to discover the gems. I mean, Six Street was already pretty crazy when I was there, and it wasn't South by Southwest. So I can't imagine how crowded it's gonna oh, be like I heard during it's the festival. <laughs> It's yeah. awfully packed. Like, <laughs> it's the whole city. And yeah. Austin's a, I mean, mm. it's a huge city. So think about it this way. There's these bearded hipster flannel wearing motherfuckers. <laughs> and then like dirty South rapper entourage dudes with right. my albums in stores now, t-shirts. And then like uh, rockers and then random other country fools. Yeah. So that's the amalgamation of people. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Because yeah, it's also a music festival. That's what it was right. originally known for. Yeah. It's music and then film and tech, too. Now it's the yeah. interactive. Interactive, yeah. yeah. So you got you get all the, the suited up VCs. Actually, not suited up. Probably no, all. t-shirt wearing. T-shirts <laughs> and like blazer and jeans. It's going to be interesting that's experience. Uniform. And a journal. Yeah. It's like, this is what I observed. I'm be like a bird watcher. You should go visit. Um, so our finance director, Joanna Chin, her brother has a restaurant in Austin. Nice. Go check it out. It was featured on... Um, the um, restaurant wars or restaurant oh yeah 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 there's a real show we have a show on um on bravo what was it called the restaurant yeah i forget shit. see if you could spend time uh, i should have prepared for this you should have i'll, I'll put it in, uh oh shoot we'll, we'll tweet it out <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy time no i'm excited because people are making things like pe- just i want people to make things and put mm-hmm. it out there and go to an open mic, whatever it is. Honestly, I say there's no move too small. As long as you're moving yeah. Yeah. and actually doing something and not just trolling and like complaining, why aren't there anymore? Blah, blah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Until you do something, I'm not going to, you know, even if what you make may not be of a, like, you know, people are not all ooing and aahing over it. Yeah. The fact that you did it to me, I'm like, respect. Yeah. And then also be able to take the critique. And that sucks though because like now I'm saying it's like really hard compared to like before maybe you got like a newspaper yeah. review, right? Yeah. Now it's like on a second by second basis with like if you got like millions of millions of hits, yeah. that means you got thousands of comments and that yeah. means a good portion of those thousands, maybe thousands of nasty, horrible, soul-crushing things, you know. Don't, so don't like, pay attention to that. Right. I I I've gotten hate mail every day <laughs> for the last maybe 8 yeah. years. And I'm like, if that, like, you know, in Korea, people, like, celebrities watch watch that and, like, read those things and commit yeah. suicide. I'm like, what, what, what are you? <laughs> These are trolls that have nothing better to yeah. do. They're not the judge of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to write dickhead comments anyway, you know? 
Whatever. How oh, about- you're fat. <laughs> I know, stupid. I have a mirror at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, occasionally someone writes a thoughtful critique, yeah. and that's good because you yeah. know yeah. feedback's always great. Yeah. yeah. But when you're just hating for some yeah. stupid reason, it's like, I could let this ruin my day. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to give you this ass. Don't let it. Yeah. Keep on moving. Do not engage. Do not engage. <laughs> I don't know. I've never... That's why, I mean... To be perfectly honest, I don't share things that I've been in because I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified of a lot of things. And I actually, this is why my necklace right here, no one can see it. It's on my Instagram. But I wrote courage. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, even with collaboration, even like why getting up every day, like for some people, right? Yeah. You never know what's going on inside a person's head or inside their heart, what they're scared of or whatever. Like to get up every day and to like, go out and into the world and like trying to do what you want to do to some people. And I completely can see why it'll be like, you're coddling people. Don't congratulate them for some like, but how do you know how much that took out of them? You know what I mean? How do you know in what ways they've been struck down? How do you know what ways they've tried and failed and been like, you know what I mean? To bounce back. Cause you know what the hell they're bouncing back from. So for me, like I want to be realistic and not like pie in the sky everything's going to be great because it really might not be, but it's to be like brave. Like I feel like that more than like fearless. Anyway, that was my whole thing with my necklace and like the things like that I'm doing. Mm. It terrifies the living hell out of me. Like to say it out loud and to like share it with friends, to share it with anybody, to talk about it even, that was like a feat for me because I was like, I can't, who am I to call myself whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I mean, this this podcast is kind of going on to the public. Eventually, I know that's what that's what I'm saying. Like you <laughs> nagging me to do this, I'm glad. I'm glad I did it. But right. it, you know, why I res- like part of why I resisted. I was like, I'm not doing that. I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I said I had nothing to say. And, everyone, and now that was like, my Ninety percent of this podcast is you. I, I apologize. <laughs> I no, not to, not Girl, this time. Girls talk so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. No, right. the last one was. I apologize. Well, that was a actually I don't. That was a pretty good discussion. Sorry, not sorry. It's all right. Um, it was it was it was great. You know, a lot of insight, a lot of you know, veteran knowledge. You know, a lot of real talk. Um, before we close this out and go into our collaboration updates, let's um let's just do a quick email. I say quick, but this is kind of a monster email this guy sent. So I'm going to do my best to paraphrase. Uh, this is from Alex from LA. Hi, Alex. Thanks what for writing in. You're actually our first official email. Um, so hey guys, it's Alex from LA. Uh, this question is actually pretty political, so I understand if you choose to shy away from it. No, we won't. But first, let me establish the context. I was reading a blog about the mobile device market uh, from my, one of my favorite writers, Benedict Evans. Uh, the blog was specifically about how nascent no- mobile device manufacturers like Xiaomi are unseating Samsung for a share in the Android market and why we should care. Uh, I was disappointed because I couldn't, get, I couldn't shake the xenophobia from the article. It got me thinking about how there's this undercurrent of xenophobia in global economics um, Maybe think about things like Vincent Chin, um, um, which was a historic hate crime in Detroit. Um, it also made me think of war propaganda, circus acts, and early, early depictions of Asian Americans as Fu Manchu barbarians, which has led to decades of misunderstanding and prejudice and made me question American exceptionalism. Um, it also made me wonder uh, if we're that much better than the Romans. Uh, my question, patriotism easily tips over into American exceptionalism. exceptionalism. Uh, where does love of country and and hate of other countries to begin and when someone says something racially insensitive how should we react as a community we tend to demand an apology and publicly crucify people if the offense is bad enough um, is this the right reaction and 
Is this the only reaction? Uh, just a few things to think about. Thanks. Enjoy the podcast. What do you think? I personally want people to be racist toward me so I can be racist toward them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want people to tell me what I can and cannot say. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. it comes to, like, perception of, of Asians, like, do you know the amount of blackface that, that goes on in Korean TV? Because they don't know that, that, that that's messed up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're very culturally insensitive over there, too. Here's the one thing that I get from being an Asian American. I went to Korea for the first time in my life four years ago to do shows out there. And I was thinking, I want to feel like a, what, what it feels like to be a white person in my country. You know what I'm saying? Like to go to Korea and be like, everyone look like me, you know? And I get there, and they do look like me on a skinnier version, obviously. Um, but um, I, I realized I wasn't Korean. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm in this weird purgatory where I'm in this country where I've, I was born and raised and I went to school. Uh, you know what I mean? Here. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to look at me as a Chinaman <laughs> here. And over there, they're going to look at me as an American. Mm-hmm. So I'm not accepted in either countries. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's, that's, that's how I feel as a citizen of this world where I'm like, I don't have a, a uh, I'm like, am I patriotic? Like, I'm not one of those guys that goes every four years, gets all crazy because Korea made it to the World Cup. I'm not that guy. I'll go support. I'll make sure that Kim Yoon wins her gold medal or whatever. <laughs> That's cute and everything. But knowing your history is it goes beyond being raw raw every four years uh, for the Olympics or the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It has right. to be mm-hmm. with history, not of your mother country. Like Korean history is one thing, Asian American history is another thing. Seriously, um, but that's something that will not be studied unless you wanted an easy A in college. You know, and so that's that's the issue of of like nationalism and do I am I happy like yo man I'm I'm glad that I'm an American I I, I don't want to be I, I know there's other countries that are might be better or worse but I'm happy here so uh you know I'm am I going to be like okay USA all the time no you know but mm-hmm. I feel like you know people need to be smarter than just following party lines political lines right. nationalistic Seriously. lines you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah um critical and, thinking and <laughs> when it comes to like being racially insensitive look we all especially in this country where it's a salad bowl of bunch of other cultures unless there's a day when every one of us knows each other's cultures which is not going to happen mm-hmm. we're going to say crazy shit to each other yeah you know what i mean so if there is if there is malice in the heart of the person saying it, then it's racist. Like when people go, oh, I don't like the word oriental, right? I'm like, it doesn't affect me unless they go, you fucking oriental, right? But if, if I've met an old lady in her 90s going, oh, you orientals are so like whatever, <laughs> it doesn't come from a bad place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think people need to understand context more than trigger words, you know? Right. And yeah. so like, look, we don't have the L Sharpton of our community. You know, we don't have the NAACP, you know, of our community. So we're going to have the online Yellow Panthers being like, oh, don't say chink in the armor, fire Colbert. You know what I mean? Like, it's all this stuff. But what they fail to realize is the context of a lot of this thing, of these things. Did that guy slip in chink in the armor knowing that Jeremy Lin was Chinese? Of course. (laughs) Did that offend you so much that you had to? No. There are other things that you can fight for. Yeah. 
I appreciate people who do get riled up about certain things, honestly, so that I don't have to. That's just the reality mm. that I appreciate because I benefit off of that. That's also the reality of this. And like, so I don't fully hate people that even, truthfully might, might irritate me like with their the overzealousness, mm. like because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. But like, why is that my only judge or like my only way of qualifying something as being worthwhile or not? I'm grateful that there are so many people who are fighting for X, Y, or Z for the environment in political arenas, like things that I don't put my time and energy. I appreciate that because I benefit off of their their activism. Mm-hmm. I went to UC Berkeley, right? There's a lot of a lot of interesting people out there, right? But if they didn't do what they do, and mm-hmm. if they were not the ones willing to be clowned at or hated or whatever on behalf of trees or whatever, who knows what our society would look like. So in that way, I really appreciate it. Mm. I think when it comes to racism, it's like it's like everything else, man. You got to be smart about how you're going to respond. If it is like a genuine rage, I don't I don't necessarily recommend holding all of that in because that can come out in some bad ways where like people go into a mall and shoot people up, yeah. right? But and again, if it's like if your avenue is online via commenting or like a Facebook debate, which I've seen plenty of and had on my own Facebook wall based on mm-hmm. what I would post, maybe that's your thing. I'm not going to engage in all these conversations because yeah. I have better things to do with my time. But you know what I mean? So there's people going to choose that way. Then there's some people that are going to like me <laughs> build up all the rage put into their art. Make sure that that story or whatever is, you know, put it into my dollars of what film I'm going to pay to watch. Whatever. And then there's also people who are going to turn it into comedy so that we can laugh about it. Also, like learning to laugh at yourself for what is like a universal truth in a lot of ways because stereotypes have a degree of truth in them. My mom is a terrible driver. I love Yoma, but, you know, (laughs) she's she hasn't been the best behind the wheel. Right. So like there are different ways. I don't think that that's the question is is a very difficult one to answer. And the way that I answer it is find your way that is not going to hurt other people. As much as possible. Mm. Do not knowingly go out there trying to like... I I say be smarter. Like be smarter than someone who's ignorant. Right? And if someone is hateful, maybe sometimes they needed that lashback to like understand like you're pissing me off and that's not okay. I'm not (laughs) against that. But also like there's other ways like maybe somebody just really is ignorant and maybe they need a place of like just trying to understand you. That's why I encourage people to like blog or whatever. Like share your like share it and not in an antagonistic way where you're gonna like push people away and make them not want to hear everything you have to say, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of different ways to respond to racism. Yeah, and I mean, I think in terms of patriotism, I think you're talking about things like pride and honor. And yeah. A lot of times, like being proud of something doesn't mean you have to hate other things. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's- like the troops. Do you support the troops? I'd be like, look, man, I don't, I don't support why they're there. But I feel bad that they're there and they're doing what they got to do. And that's their job. Right. Whether or not politically or whatever, I feel bad for them. But do I like feel like, oh, my God, this is America's thing. So I've got to support all American things. No, I don't. You know, going back to people being insensitive, you know, every time the U.S. beats Japan, you get all the Pearl Harbor, that Pearl Harbor payback, that kind of thing. You know, you see like. You know, after like the new Red Dawn came out, which my dad made me watch because he likes the bad action movies, mm. like you know. But when it came down in the movie theaters, like you get all these like I hate Koreans yeah, or like yeah. F yeah. Asians, or whatever. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. It's yeah. like I'd much rather have that than people being politically correct on TV. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Because that if you not saying it doesn't mean you don't think it. It's just buried underneath. Now I got to figure out who the racist is. That's the thing. It's like I want to know who the racist is so I can go steer away from it. You know what I mean? That, and I'll make my decision on it. You know? 
That's why, you know, I'm like, go, call me a chink, man. I don't care. Yeah, no, you I know. know. That way I can call you other things, and trust me, I have a <laughs> lot of things to say about other people. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, hope that answered your question, Alex. <laughs> that was a very yeah. heavy question. All right. So let's, well, I'm just going to run through some um, upcoming collaborative stuff, and then we'll, we'll call this a podcast. We have four auditions that are open right now. So um, if you're in Houston, if you're in D.C., Chicago, or L.A., um, check out the, um, www.collaboration.org slash audition, and um, you'll be directed to how to audition. And you know, we're, we're looking for all types of acts, and if you want to um, be a part of our showcase this year and maybe have a chance to win $10,000 in our um, annual show, uh, finale showcase, you know. Collaboration star. We'd like to see you. Um, so yeah, check out our website for that. Um, the Boston show is still coming up on April the 17th. Um, watch out for information on how to get tickets there for all you guys in Boston. And for those of you in San Francisco, um, check out CamFest, especially um, our collaboration documentary screening coming up this Sunday. Um, same time as um, the K-Town Cowboys. So if you're um, in Texas, go in, watch K-Town yeah, Cowboys. At South by Southwest. Damn right, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, come come check it out. Um, meet uh, myself and Minji. We'll be there. So you know, if you want to chat, yeah. tell us how much you love the podcast or hate it or whatever. Feedback. <laughs> um, the, the name of the documentary is Collaboration SF Movement in Motion. It was made by Howard Louie. And I'm just so excited to see it. Yeah. I saw parts of it and it's awful watching yourself. But otherwise, it's amazing. <laughs> well, you listen to yourself now, so it's all good. Yeah. Growth. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that's a podcast. Thanks you so much um, to Danny Cho for stopping by. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. Again, his, um, he has the stand-up comedy. Do you have a YouTube channel or stuff? Or? Yes, Danny Cho Comedy on YouTube. Uh, yeah. You can go check us out on uh, ktowncowboys.com for the movie. Uh, go to effortpodcast.com for the podcast. Yeah. And go to dannycho.com for a lot of me. <laughs> We'll make sure to put all the, the links yeah. in. And check out the original web series. It's all on YouTube yeah. right now. It's pretty awesome. You know, Tutorials. Yeah. yeah. That's what YouTube is really good for, too. Entertainment and tutorials. And learn. You know, they have this great just explanation on the K-Town night culture and nightlife. I want to have you back and just explain, like, how how uh, intact that is in terms of the culture. Because, like, I've heard that it's changed in it's ways. It's changed yeah. over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So that could be another combo. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, for Minji and Marvin, this has been the Collabcast. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.